On this show, we take much interest and great pride in both supporting and having the opportunity to meet and have a chat and a bit of a natter with passionate people who care enough to act and achieve some great things as a result. Now, formed in 2000 by June Kelly, Abraham Mosque Warriors is a multicultural club focusing on sport and other activities for families in the Cheatham and Crumsall areas of North Manchester to access and enjoy and catering for members of all abilities from all backgrounds. And I'm delighted to say hello and welcome to the founder of Abraham Moss Warriors, June Kelly. Hello. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Now, I gather it's been both a great adventure and a bit of a journey. So where did it all start and why did you start it? That's a good question. So we started, like you said, in 2000. Um, I was working at the local school um, and some of the children wanted to carry on doing sport outside of school. Uh, and because I live in the community, so I actually had children that live on our street where I live. And they used to like knock on the door and say, my mum says I can't go to the park on my own, but I can go with you, miss. And it's like, okay. So then we started, you know, running a football session for an hour a week. And they told their friends who told their friends. And before we knew it, it became from one day to two days to three days. And then eventually seven days a week. And we just kind of evolved. From why, really. why did they call you Miss? Because I was working at school, so often they knew me through school. Ah. Yeah, so I, I worked at the local school for uh, for twenty nine years as ah. a sports teacher and behaviour support. Okay. So the children knew me through school, and then obviously I ran all the school sports teams. So the children were leaving school. Uh, the first group of children that we had, they were about to go off to high school and to go to different high schools, Got you. and they wanted to stay together and play. So they they just kind of stayed. That so we had a group of twelve children the first year. And then up to September this year, we've got 452 children. How many? 452 from 12. From starting in the year 2000, you're up to 452 children a week? Yeah, a week. Blimey, Charlie. And football, were, 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 as, as, as a PE teacher, were you, were you a PE teacher? Is that what yeah, you yeah, did, did all the PE and behaviour support. Was football... The rage was it was that were like the main well, sport or was well, it? everything so football cricket basketball dodgeball rounders tennis you know just a variety of sports really swimming we just did a variety of sports but the children decided they wanted to carry on playing football outside of school and there wasn't any clubs in the area you know there's no outdoor sports clubs there was a lot of um, antisocial behavior going on in the area so there wasn't anything positive for the kids to do outside of school so we decided to let's set this up for one group and like I said no, they just told her friends and the club just escalated, really. That's fantastic. Well, tell me about what, what's the makeup of the community of... Uh, of right, well, and obviously it's a very diverse community. So currently we have nas- uh, young people and families from 49 different cultures um, and nationalities. So, yes, yeah, we're a real, real mix, to be fair. Um, but it's great. It's really nice because we learn a bit about everybody else's, you know, faith and religions. It's, it's nice. We we all celebrate all the different festivals. It's really nice, you know. So, so no festival gets any more prominence than anything else. You know what I mean? So sometimes there's only one child that celebrates that, or if there's fifty children, we try and spend you know same amount of time learning a little bit about all the different festivals and different cultures. It's really nice. Brilliant. Do you want to take a piece of music? Okay. Why not? Our little um, our little theme today is if you were to choose a, a theme for your group or activity, what would it be? Have you got something yeah, in mind? Yeah, for mine would be uh, M people. What have you done today to make you feel proud?
a bit of them people that's such for the hero inside yourself what's the story behind that song it's one of those things that you know growing up if somebody said i was going to go on and i was going to you know play football with prince william at buckingham palace i was going to meet the queen i was going to get an mbe in the pride of britain i would have i would have laughed and thought no chance and i think it's about you know i always trying to instill into the young people have a dream and believe believe that you can achieve anything in life so yeah that's kind of why and we listened to it a lot during the Commonwealth Games so when they were, in Manchester were doing the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony um, our children were involved in it from the club Okay. so they played that, that song over and over and over and over again when we were doing rehearsals so it kind of stuck into my head so would you say that, that that's, that's your adopted theme that's kind of our adopted theme yes that's brilliant now shout out to Paul Tash Neem Neve, 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 sorry I always get that wrong. Mohika, Vicky and Beth listening from their offices in Manchester City Centre. Great show, thumbs up. Great stuff. Um, now then, I recently read 
and I think you get always get asked to tell this story, but I think it's a fantastic story to tell. You took on the FA and won. What was all that about? I did. So, like I said, it goes back a long time now, 20 years now. So it goes back to 2003. It's a little bit random, really. So uh, we've been we were playing football and I'd literally just won National Coach of the Year and just been presented with it at the England match the night before. You, okay. Sorry, say that again. You've been I'd, I'd won National Coach of the Year. Okay. And you were presented with that at the England match? England match at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, so I got we got presented this award um, and the following day I'd gone to the league and that we were playing in, in which is the Bering Radcliffe League at the time, and asked for time off for Ramadan because half the team were fasting, under 12 team and half the team were fasting for Ramadan. Um, and we'd had it off the year before, no problems. So, anyway, we'd gone in, and like I said, the league were uh, beat us up about how great it was about winning this award and how proud they are to have me as part of you know the league. And then we got told, but unfortunately, your time off for Ramadan has been declined, and it's okay. like, pardon. You know, I thought maybe I'd heard wrong, and it's like, because the rule book says only time off for Easter and Christmas, it was only for Christian holidays, because that's what was in the rule book. And it's like, well, but that's not fair. You know, it's about quality, and that's kind of not fair. So I went to the FA in the morning, we appealed the decision, and we lost, uh, because there was two people from Manchester and three from Lancashire FA, and we lost the vote. So we appealed that. And we lost a vote for that too on the appeal because okay. there was nothing in the handbook. They stuck to what the, the league had done, followed the handbook like, like like they meant to do. So I said, well, then we need to change the rules. So I decided to take on the national FA. Um, it took 15 months and it was the first national rule change in 51 years. And now over 100,000, probably even more now to be fair, but more than 100,000 people have now had the opportunity to play football and not be penalised because of the religious observing so whether it's a holy communion chinese new year you know um and any you know ramble and whatever it happens to be teams are allowed time off and not to be penalized june kelly <laughs> international national coach of the year and change maker i, I feel really proud like i said it's not something i set out to do but you know people kept on saying you know why does it matter why does it matter to you, you know what i mean because you know you're not a muslim or anything like that i said it's not about whatever faith I am it's about being fair why should a child be punished just because they want to, to follow a certain religion you know what I mean why, why, why is that not fair you know what I mean so it was really difficult I'm not going to you know, lie and say what was really easy to do because actually it wasn't I said it took 15 months and it was very difficult to get into leagues because people would say well if you're going to challenge the national FA what about if you if a decision that you don't like against us I said it was never about that it was never about we disagreeing with a decision it, it was about children being penalised because they, they were fasting. And yeah. like I said, it's not fair. You wouldn't, even as an adult, you know, you wouldn't have have to fast, or so you're not having, not even having water, forgetting food, but not even having water from, say, 7 o'clock in the morning to, like, 9 o'clock at night, and then expect to run around for an hour and a half and, you know, and give you your all and play football, because that's not good for your, your physical health. And yeah. that's that's what it was about, you know what I mean? It was, it was oh, we were only asking for these games to be put back later on in the day so the children could have a drink of water when they finished. Did it involve lawyers? Uh, no. No. Just a straightforward argument? Basically, lots of having backwards and forwards and lots of meetings and, yeah, and so on. But I said it took 15 months. But the end result was a, a, a first rule change in 50-odd And there's never been one since. So it's the first rule change by a grassroots club in 51 years and there's never been another one since. Fantastic. It says here, Charlie Puff. Yeah. So, so I, I chose Charlie Puff because somebody sent me a video during lockdown 
um, and it was um, it's called One Call Away now that we haven't been able to forget that song today unfortunately so this is another song by Charlie but the idea was that that we were all there to support each other during COVID when we went into lockdown and it was a great song and they made this this video clip of all these different families saying thank you as we were only one call away and that was right cool uh, this is called We Don't Talk Anymore which isn't true because we're going to be talking with June Kelly right after Charlie Puth We don't talk anymore We don't talk anymore We don't talk anymore Like we used to do We don't laugh anymore what was all of it for? Oh, we don't talk anymore like we used to do. I just heard you found the one you've been looking. You've been looking for. I wish I would have known that wasn't me.
Charlie Puff featuring Selena Gomez. We don't talk anymore. That's not true because right now we're talking to June Kelly, founder, coach of the year and MBE and Pride of Britain award winner uh, from Abraham Moss Warriors in the community. Now today, June, Abraham Moss Warriors is also about much more than sport. And although the primary focus has, has always been, and I think still is, football as far as sporting activities go, yeah, the engagement of uh, of other people as as meant that you've extended to include other activities. Tell me about that. Yeah, so obviously football is always going to be the the carrot to pull the majority of young people in. But yeah, we do cycling, cricket, basketball, tennis, swimming, water sports, holiday programs. But one of the things that we're really proud of is we we do a science program. And I've got to be honest, I'm not really into science. If I'm being totally honest. You do a science program. We do a science program. So we do math and intuition, but we do a science program. So I got approached by NASA. Somebody phoned me up and says, "How would you like NASA to come and visit?" Now I'm thinking, I'm a, it's, it's school holidays, and it's like about seven years ago. And I'm thinking, who's NASA? Now, obviously, I've heard of the astronauts, but we're a football team in Manchester. You know, summer holidays. And I'm thinking, who's NASA? And it's like the astronauts. It's like, yes, yeah, if the astronauts are really going to want to come and see our club. And apparently they were filming at Media City and they wanted to meet a group of kids. It was school holidays. We had just won Manchester Club of the Year again, so they thought it would be good to meet us. And I think, I don't even like science. And I think, well, OK, it's one day. We were doing a football camp anyway. I thought, let's do it for one day. And it was amazing. I've got to be honest, it was really amazing. They told us about this programme uh, called Mission X, Train to Be an Astronaut. So it's an online international programme of like 30 different countries that take part in it. OK. Um, and I thought, OK. And we're quite competitive, you know, a sports team, you know, like, so I thought, well, okay, we'll try. And it's mixed in between sport, maths, um, nutrition and English. And they have all these different assignments and they're all set into the uh, different languages. So the same mission, you know, so NASA, you know, put the mission out and, and you have to do it. And it was great because we have so many nationalities. It, it meant it was in different languages. So it made it really good that our kids could access it in the home language which don't really get the opportunity to do. So we thought, let's try and be first in Manchester. Well, we ended up going on to be first in the world. And the kids got to go over and meet astronaut Tim Peaks um, 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 at the International Space... Um, so he, a week after he came back from the International Space Station in Cologne, at the European Space Agency, they got to go and train with him over in Cologne. Get out. No, I swear up. And then, like I said, we ended up Skyping with NASA every two weeks with Mission Control. The kids have even wrote their own missions for this programme. And what did NASA? What did NASA think of all this? The, the, things, it's, the kids are great, and like I said, now now science is part of our weekly activities. You know, we we do a big science program that's funded currently with children who need to actually fund it uh, at the moment. So yeah, we do a massive big science program. So a lot of our kids are behind at school. You know, they're behind with maths, English, and science in particular, uh, and it's science is something that they don't really enjoy. But now it's become fun. And we're kind of learning about it. So, so yeah, we do a massive thing on there. And, and then, like I so said, we're trying to do lots of social action, within, which, you know, um, it's an area where there isn't very much going on for the kids or positive things going on. So we're trying to get them to be proud of where they live. You know, going back to our first song, really, about, you know, what you're proud of. You know, what makes you feel proud? And, and during lockdown, I guess, the park where we used it, it wasn't, it was a football pitch. And that's all it was. It was a football pitch in an area where the local drug dealers used to hang out. And that was it. It wasn't a nice place to go. It wasn't it wasn't a family orientated park that people would hang out. Right. So, 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 so go on, sorry. Just clarify for me. So you're the first community group stroke project in the world to have worked with NASA? Not to, not the first group to work with NASA. We actually won the actual competition. So they, they, they put on this, in, it, so the oh, competition right, is called sorry. a Mission X Train to Be an Astronaut. 
right. Okay. And then uh, what happens is if they post missions, you complete them and they give you points against all these different countries. And we came first, not just in Manchester, which is what we were targeting for, but first in the whole of the world. I'm with you now. Fantastic. So a massive, massive opportunity. And yeah, so the the kids have been carrying it. We still do it. We still do the programme now. But now we help to write the missions for NASA. Fantastic. Now then, you've just alluded to it, but you, you got heavily involved in transforming the local park. Yeah, so like I said, it came down as part of COVID. Like I said, people had to go somewhere that they could go for a walk in a green space. There isn't much green space in Cheatham Hill. Um, so a part which is where the football pitch was, we decided to let's try and make it a bit nicer. So we were chatting to people and they were saying there wasn't a single flower or plant or anything. It, it was literally two football pitches and then eight foot high nettles and weeds all around that perimeter and, and then grey metal steel fencing. And that was it. That was the park. Really? That, that was it. It wasn't even a park. It was called Playing Field. And that was it. Okay, so we've completely transformed it. So in the last two years, there's now over 4,000 plants. There's 16 picnic tables. There's a nature area. We've put an allotment in, an orchard. Uh, and we've got a teenage swing and play area. We've started putting in an outdoor gym with more stuff still to come. Um, and it's been completely transformed. We've had over 90 volunteers from the community get involved. I'm going to do this, and it recently entered in the Northwestern Bloom and got level five gold outstanding. Oh my word! Is and these are all done by footballers and and the, and the parents. You know, so all done by the local community. Everyone, every, everybody that you know lives close to the park. And it's been really nice because we've got a few nursing homes who back who who the back of their building backs onto the park who never ever never come into the park, but then they've seen all these flowers. We put flowers outside as well to make it attractive. Yeah. Uh, and it stopped all the fly tipping because we used to have loads of fly tipping outside. It stopped it all. And like I said, the, the number of, of visitors, particularly from a nursing home, they actually bring them in now and and actually they can tend to the plants. You know, we've made raised beds so that they can reach them if they're in wheelchairs stuff so that they can access the planted areas and it's beautiful it's really nice and the best of all is it's, we've transformed it we've even renamed it now the mayor came down to rename it so it's now called Smedley Community Park a park for the community by the community take that fantastic it says take that here that's what it is isn't it it is here's what we're doing we work with NASA we pick up all these awards we win all these leagues we take on the FA take that take that shine why not You're such a big star to me You're everything I want to be But you're stuck in a hole And I want you to get out I don't know what there is to see But I know it's time for you to leave We're all just pushing along Trying to figure it out Out, out, out All your anticipation pulls you down When you can have it all Open your eyes You might just get a big surprise And it may feel good And you might want to smile Smile, smile Oh, don't you 
Evan says we're doing a great job. Big shout out to Evan. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Thumbs up from Evan. Now, COVID, um, the impact of COVID, the impact of the cost of living crisis, I guess the cost of living crisis impacts not only on families and homes and houses and running homes, but obviously on running clubs and, and their activities. And is it had an impact on you guys? Oh, a massive impact. So, so let's kind of go back to... Even let's go back to before pre-COVID, to be fair. So, you know, because of organisations like Forever Manchester, you guys have always helped us. So I think for the past 20 years, we've okay. had funding for Forever Manchester. You know, we're genuinely grateful that, you know, they've watched us on our journey grow from being a really small organisation where we were applying for £500 and £1,000 to, to then... Once we got, it was really weird because for the first 10, 12 years, nobody really wanted to fund us because, you know, we're based in Cheetah Mail and they would say, you know, particularly sponsors and say, what we're going to get out of it. You know what I mean? People are not going to buy our guard articles. So we, don't, we don't want to sponsor the kids because there's no point and stuff like that. And then once we got the MB and the Pride of Britain and all of a sudden everybody wanted to sponsor us and kind of get part of us. And then we started getting bigger pots of funding. So we got help from you, yourselves. Um, like I said, all the way through there, like I said, you know, it'd be a thousand pounds and then two thousand pounds and five thousand and then ten thousand. Then, you know, then we were applying for like a hundred thousand pounds, you know, from children in need and like uh, nearly a quarter of a million from a lottery, you know, that we were getting. And, you know, all of a sudden we transformed from being a small community group into a massive family hub. So like I said, we started off as, as, like you said, mainly football and just working with these kids and then... After the rule change, everything kind of exploded. We got so many kids that came in and, you know, parents wanted their kids to get involved in a club like ours. Um, and then then came the multi-sport. So what we, what we found was the kids were getting fitter and fitter, but then the parents and siblings were getting less fit because they, they were just standing there doing nothing. So we decided to put on family sessions for the children and siblings to do at the same time as when the child was in doing football. And then that's how it expanded into the multi-sports. And then COVID hit. So things were just going really, really well. And then COVID comes along and then all of a sudden we're into a complete lockdown. And we are realising that our families don't have books at home. A lot of them, they didn't have tablets um, or internet access, you know, to be able to communicate. They couldn't leave the houses. And, you know, they had very little games or anything. And that's, again, when you guys stepped in and, and gave us an emergency grant. And it made us be able to buy emergency for, um, packs for home. So we, we ended up doing packs with um, the word searches and, and stuff in, uh, books. And uh, board games, board games in particular, family board games like chess, drafts, Monopoly, things they could play that they'd never played before. And then we would rotate them around. So we had three metal cabins that we used at Smedley Park, you know, to store our things in. So I remember we, we'd, we'd come and I was shielding. So I was like stuck at home. Amazon became my new best friend. Like I said, they were here every day, like doing all these kind of deliveries. And I'd, I'd leave them at the end of the drive, unpack everything, put them in the house. Parents would then come along in the little groups and take them for their street. So, so we, we teamed people up into groups of about six or seven. And each week a different family would come and they would put them out to those six or seven same families. And then we'd come and collect them in the week. They'd bring the stuff back. They'd go into our middle cabin so that it would be isolated for a week and not have any germs on them and be sanitised down. And then we'd take the things out for the third cabin and we'd keep rotating it around. So every week they got different games to play with. So there was something there. And it all came through. And we're still using it as a, as a toy library now. So we still have the stuff now. So after COVID's come, happened, the things come back in and the children can take different toys. They can just go and have a look in the cupboard and take games home to play for the week. So they're actually going to do it. So it's had a lasting impact honours really because of you know like you know it might only seem like a little bit of money to you guys but it made a massive difference to us that's fantastic now listen you were telling me earlier and i was quite surprised um one you're an asthma sufferer mm. which is um 
I suppose being a physical education and, and spending your life in physical education helps massively. Yeah. Um, but you also told me before, and it made me smile and chuckle inside, you were actually, when you were young, you were a, the quietest, shyest person in the world. How has this fantastic speaker grown out of this? Uh, to be honest, like, yeah, I was saying before, I didn't know you were going to bring that up, but thank you. Um, I was saying, yeah, I was a bit like Jack on Hyde. So I was a natural leader on the sports field and very good at sport and confident. And then I'd go back into classroom. Although I was very bright, I was very shy. Didn't really want to kind of speak. I didn't like to speak. I didn't like to speak in front of people. If there were strangers there, I even hid under the table at my own 12th birthday party. I was that shy. <sighs> but, but then I've, I found the power of sport, how it can bring out that confidence. And that's what we're trying to instill in all the young people we have now. And that's where we come to, to the biggest problem that we really have at the moment, which is due to the cost of living. So we only used to charge £2.50 a week, which is not a lot. You know what I mean? You know, compared to most most places, and that includes getting the kids to matches. You know, they don't pay extra. We hire many buses to get the kids there because a lot of them don't have cars. Like over ninety percent of our membership uh, are below the poverty line, even though it's only about thirty percent normally. That you know, naturally, it, it's what the average. But we target the children who can't afford your traditional club. That that that's what makes us kind of different. You know, we don't have trials to come and we literally target if if your parents can't really afford to take you to somewhere else, we tend to take them to us. Um, but everything's gone up, so like I said, all the fees have gone up, all the cost of the building's gone up, the cost of the minibus has gone up, the cost of food, because we'd give them breakfast or dinner or whatever, it's all gone up. But we've had to reduce the fees because we know that the parents can't afford it, and they were having to choose between heating or food or sending them to sport, and sport is roughly, although it's important, that comes last in the, in the funding order. So we had to reduce to a pound, so we're, our fees have gone up, you know, the income's going down and the grants are drying up. So we've really kind of struggled and, you know, we had to get rid of 240 children in September. Mm. So we had to go down from uh, 452 down to 212. And even now, like I said, we're struggling to, to go past March with these 212. So we have started the crowdfunding page. If anybody out there wants to help, you know, crowdfunding is just go to crowdfunding. It's Abraham Ross Warriors. That's all you have to look up and, and you'll find us. Um, so we're, obviously we're after, after help. We have hit 20,000, which is really great. So we had 10,000 that we've managed to, to get in sponsorship and 10,000 sports England have matched. But obviously that, that will cater for us between now and Christmas to keep those children open. But really we want to bring back those 240 children because sport has a massive impact on their lives. It isn't, it's not about just taking part in the sport. It's learning teamwork. It's, it's learning um, about being responsible for themselves, about self-discipline and, and having good health and keeping fit and healthy. You know I mean? Keeping out of gangs and antisocial behaviour. The character, sport is just a carrot to get them in. But once they're in there, it's, it's the social skills. And I think because of COVID in particular, so many children were isolated, you know, not in school and not being able to access all of those lessons because of the lack of the internet, etc. That we, that, although we try our best to help, yeah. is they need that they need that kind of outlet where they can just go and, and just be a child and just mix with other kids and have fun. So, like I said, if anybody you know out there would like to help, just kind of give us a shout. But forever, mind should have been there, and also a group called Sported. So, Sported helped lots of sports organisations because they're not just us that are in this boat. There's lots of, of groups up and down the country that are that are in the same sort of position so if there are any sports groups out there that that think actually I'm, I'm struggling I might be going under you know just google sported and they help free of charge so they help you set up business plans help you do grants and stuff so they've been helping us as well behind the scenes so anything that they can do to help Brilliant. finally you have been honored as we mentioned with an MBE you've been recognized with the pride of Britain award how do you see the future panning out for Abraham Moss Warriors 
If I'm being totally honest, at the moment, a little bit nervous about whether or not we can keep going. I'm hoping that we've got a lot of grants, you know, applied for. I'm hoping we can get some of these grants, just kind of get through this two-year storm, really, of this cost of living crisis. Hope things will then even itself out a little bit. And then we can go back to, you know, being the best that we can be in the community. You know, we're not we're not going to give up. You know, we're, we're doing everything we possibly can to make sure that these children are in a safe, happy place. But, I mean, we're, we're having to give them coats. We're having to give them shoes, you know, and stuff like that because the parents just can't afford... Not all of them, obviously, but because lots of the parents can't afford to be able to do that. We're having to, to give them... Instead of, like, one sandwich when you take them for dinner, they're having two or three sandwiches because they're not having much else to eat for the rest of the day. It's them sort of thing. So we're hoping that things will go from strength to strength and who knows what the future kind of holds, but we're hopeful we'll still be going in the next year or two. But thanks and hopefully Forever Manchester will continue to support us. June, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for coming in and being our guest. And good luck for the rest of, rest of your shows going forward. And it's good been luck, great. And good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank you.